0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 107. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. My name is Adam R. Harrison, and I am your host. And today I'm here with my co-host, Kona the Podcast Dog who is currently rolled up in a ball and sleeping on the job. And we're coming up to our one-year anniversary, what they call your gotcha date, from when uh, Kona moved in here. And I have to say that she has been a real blessing in the last year, especially throughout the pandemic. She's been great company and a good little challenge. And uh, from taking her to the dog park, it's probably the only reason I've had any kind of social life in the last year. So happy one year to you, Kona. Yeah, oh, I got a. I woke her up. You want to say hi to the people? She's just looking at me. She's giving you a sniff. (laughs) And actually, Kona is quite relevant to today's episode because we got Canadian rock and roll artist Matt Mays here on the podcast. And Matt has just released a new album that he wrote during the first lockdown. It's called Dog City. And I guess it's kind of a concept album as it is 13 songs from the point of view of a rescue dog, which is exactly what Kona is. And so I wonder if when she listens to Dog City, she sits there and relates goes hmm yeah very true so uh make sure you and your pup have a listen it is a fun fun album and matt also has a live album coming out it's called from burnside with love it comes out february twelfth, twenty 2021 and it is going to be followed on february 13th with a live streaming concert and you'll find out uh more about that in the interview and before we continue into the adamantium recommend segment and into today's episode i wanted to do a quick kind of shout-out tribute to two of my favorite musicians that we lost in 2020. The first is one of the greatest guitarists of all time, absolutely monumental to the development of hard rock and what a guitar can do. And, of course, I'm talking about Eddie Van Halen, a once-in-a-lifetime talent. I was lucky enough to see Eddie live once. I think it was around end of my high school years, maybe the start of my university years. When he was doing the reunion tour With David Lee Roth And uh, at the time I was learning I was picking up the guitar And uh, I remember I became obsessed With learning how to play Panama And it was like my favorite song For for a while And the second is to a Canadian treasure From the band Rush From my hometown of Toronto Debatably the greatest drummer of all time. And of course, I'm talking about Neil pert And as a drummer myself, I, I watched lots of Neil's videos on YouTube in absolute wonder. And he had a drum set so big that the rumor, or what I've heard, was that he had to crawl under it to get inside. And I've been lucky to see Rush twice in concert. And uh, I'm not sure what the fate of the band is now that they're missing a third of uh, the members. But if you want to hear a couple good stories about touring with Rush and Neil Peart, go back to uh, episode 100 with Kim Mitchell because we had recorded that episode uh, not long after Neil's passing. And so it was on both of our minds, and Kim shares a couple great memories of Neil and being on tour with him. So God bless you both, Eddie and Neil, and thank you for the music, and me both rest in peace. Going back to today's episode... Let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So that's five songs that are five of my favorite Matt Mays songs that I recommend to you. And we do this for fun. Uh, You can compare your favorites to my favorites. But also, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, it's probably quite possible that you don't know every single guest on the show. And so you can use the recommendations as a tool for your own research or just to discover some great new music. Or like I said, to compare your favorites to mine berate me online about it whatever you choose (laughs) so here are five of my favorite songs by matt mays i often like to start with something new and so from matt's new album dog city i'm going to recommend the song talking to the sky which is a humorously emotional track about a rainy day my second recommendation is a single matt released in 2019 it's called let there be love my third recommendation comes from matt's 2012 album coyote the song is called take it on faith And then going back to the days of Matt Mays and El Torpedo from the 2008 album Terminal Romance, I recommend the song Building a Boat. And then it wouldn't be a complete Matt Mays slash El Torpedo list if we didn't recommend his breakthrough hit. And that, of course, is the song Cocaine Cowgirl. Okay, so if you are a regular listener of the Adamantium podcast, thank you. I love you so, so much. If you are tuning in today for the very first time, maybe you're a Matt Mays fan that discovered us for the first time today. Thank you so much also for tuning in and checking us out. After you've listened to today's episode and you love it, we would love you to hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We are on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. And that is all I have to say for now. So why don't we get into today's episode with Matt Mays right here on episode 107 of the Adamantium podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I did recording it. I hope you have a great and safe week and we will see you very soon. things how's your day going
1: uh it's going great just took the dog to the park and
0: uh i'm back yeah i'm fighting a bit of a cold oh yeah uh, me too yeah
1: Yeah. i was i had the covid fear i went to get it uh i went to get it um get my test yeah yeah i'm okay it's not it's not the covid yeah
0: that's good that's good news i know it's like the slight like throat itch and you're like oh no (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah Totally. (laughs) totally
0: cool man yeah. well uh so you're in toronto too i am yes yeah oh, wicked. yeah that's awesome man well uh first of all congrats on the the new album thanks man it's a pretty uh it's a pretty cool uh, i like the concept uh my uh my year itself probably changed the most because i also rescued a dog Nice. So I was able to appreciate the album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. You can kind of. It's a different level when you're a dog owner. That's for sure. Of it understanding is, it is.
0: It is. a big life change. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent. She's sitting here on the uh, the carpet here. She she growls a little bit at the start of these interviews because she can hear someone but can't see them.
1: <laughs> can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cute.
0: <laughs> what type of dog is? Uh, I believe her name's Ruby.
1: Uh her name is Ruby. Yeah, she's a schnauzer rhubarb. And she's a rescue? She is not. No, no. i would be pretty open about this. No, she's um she's not a rescue. I'm I'm sort of I've been sort of the rescue human. She kind of rescued me, but gotcha. uh but no, she's she's not. She just um my uh my partner and her daughter kind of got her on a whim and uh and it's just sort of the rest of sort of history but um but since then i've been trying to even raising awareness for uh for shelters and and sort of educating myself a lot and um yeah. raised a lot of money for the SPCA actually this winter we raised like forty five thousand dollars for the sbca and oh wow so um Amazing. so yeah 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 so i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm uh, sort of part trying to be more part of the rescue world now um and hence the album as well
0: yeah, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's why I asked. And uh, I'm coming up to a, a year here with this little one, with Kona. And yeah, how old is Kona? She is. Uh, she's just over a year, but a year, three months, year, four months. But oh, nice she was about four months when I got her. So I got her February first. So uh, right, yeah, and uh, it was a bit of. Uh, she came from Texas. Yeah, and uh, so February arriving in Canada, February first and weighing five pounds she was she was not a fan at first of of canada <laughs> i I can only imagine yeah it was, uh, so i was actually funny watching the uh i mean i'm, I'm gonna ask you a little bit more about it after but the talking to the sky video i was like i'm sure kona can relate to this song
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: on? you pulled me from my home <laughs>
1: yep yeah <laughs> yeah totally
0: um so tell me, man, is that the idea you had for Dog City? So I guess, sorry, for the listeners who uh, maybe aren't aware, Dog City is, is an album written from through the eyes of a dog. And yes. Yeah, so is this, was that an idea you kind of had floating already uh, and just being in lockdown motivated you to do it or is it an idea that came to you in, in the lockdown?
1: uh I've, I've i've actually had the idea for quite a while now uh, i spend like a lot of time at dog parks and uh yeah. it's like it was part of my daily routine. routine i i it's sort of where i get my thinking done you know and it's um and i you know I, I i find dogs really really funny and comical and 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 if you go to the same dog park every day and i call our dog park dog city and and uh because it's this whole community of dogs and uh full range of emotion and uh and <laughs> and you'll see dogs fighting or humping or whatever. It's like, you know, I the whole spectrum and it's just really adorable and funny. And, and, um, and, uh, I just thought sort of like a, sort of like a kid's book or something. Um, you know, it's like, there's all these little, you know, stories you could pull from it or whatever. And, and I, you know, I've, uh, I sort of conceived of doing a, a record about being a dog, but it was always just kind of, stupid or you know only kind of ran so deep and um but then when when sort of the first wave of covid hit um i kind of i think thinking back now i didn't really realize it but i kind of was sort of freaking out more than i thought i was and and i had a different sort of kind of anxiety and um i was lucky enough to have sort of my music as an outlet and um Mm -hmm. decided to kind of take on dog city sort of then and um and uh that way you know it, there's different uh different currents running through it it's not just uh a, a, a you know a dumb album about some you know dog park dog or whatever and like digging for bones it's like it's right. about real emotions and stuff that i was going through and sort of i was kind of disguising it as a as a dog i think through a lot of it <laughs> so i didn't have to really maybe even face it myself so um, but at the same time, if you listen to the record as just, as if it's a dog, it all makes sense as well. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a neat record like that because you can kind of get what you need from it as a, hopefully as a human or just, you know, it's kind of comical to, to see it as sort of like a dog actually having these serious thoughts is also kind of, um, also fairly humorous and entertaining too, right. you know? Yeah.
0: So what, how does, uh, how does one put themselves in, like, how does someone put themselves in the mind of a dog
1: well it was pretty easy because um it was mostly kind of my mind and i I was sort of channeling a a dog and using using that concept as a way to kind of get my songs out because a lot of times you know uh, my insecurities inhibit a lot of my creativity and um which I hate and um and a lot of I think a lot of maybe good stuff never sees the light of day because I'm like oh people are gonna think that's stupid or I'm, or I'm being too honest or or opening up a little too much here or whatever um but I think with this it was pretty easy and, and I you know I there's 13 songs on it and and 12 of them I wrote and um and then I wrote them all within three weeks you know so it was really I was sort of really crazed and um and um yeah it all i think i because i found that 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 tap to turn on that outlet uh you know the guise of a canine yeah. <laughs> it really helped me sort of channel all this stuff through and and i i can i know how to do things fast when it comes to recording mm-hmm. but uh getting songs actually completed is not my strong suit so but okay. uh, the, out of the excitement and the anxiety of of uh being in lockdown i had the time and um and it all just sort of came together really quick, which is was kind of it was kind of scary and fun all at the same time.
0: Yeah, you said that uh getting things completed is not your strongest. So where where would you normally get hung up that you didn't with Dog City?
1: Norm- normally, um I I I I really I, I get bored really quickly. So okay. I I can get I can get usually with songs you can get them to like 80% finished mm-hmm. I can anyways within a day right. you know um like the good ones but there's a certain like you know 20 or 10 you know 20 or 10% left that takes forever like the mixing right. and and like those few lyrics that you can't seem to get and if you get them wrong the whole song seems stupid to you and it's all mm-hmm. within that like you know, very small percentage of the song, but it it doesn't. For in my mind, it and right. I think it's a, an excuse to just move on to something new and fun and exciting, and that's usually what I do. And that's why it usually takes me, you know, four or five years to do records, even though I've got five hundred zillion songs. Yeah. uh Getting that last percentage of each song done takes me a long time. Uh, but with Dog City, that didn't happen because I, I gave myself a deadline, and even even the release date. Like I didn't even tell my label or manager or anybody I was. Hmm. Releasing it, i just I, I I mentioned it on my YouTube show that I was doing during that time and and I even let the the viewers decide when they wanted it out, and they said May seventeenth and I was like, "Oh man, that's in like ten days yeah so I, which was great for me because I, I know how to get it done. It's just if I take me out of the equation, then I can actually get it finished, which is kind of weird, but it's you know if i if I kind of get that uh, quirk I have out of out of the equation, um I'm able to complete it
0: you know right. So, yeah, it's funny. I, you, you mentioned that. I, when I, I used to have a similar problem, when I was younger, I used to draw and sketch a lot, and uh, I would always have these big, ambitious ideas of what I wanted, some fantastic drawing I wanted to draw, and I would draw throughout, like, 50%, 60% of it, and then be like, oh, okay, I'm bored of this one now. Start something new. New idea came
1: yeah, yeah. I just it's have this par-
0: sketchbook. I actually found it during the, the the lockdown. I found this old sketchbook just filled with half finished drawings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that inspiration that makes you great, and it's that yeah. inspiration that every artist needs to have. Is that 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 excitement, that excitement, that burst of newness? Like every great artist has had that but it's mm. the close it's putting the paintbrush down and right. you know or, or recognizing when it's finished and there's a zillion great sayings about this i can't think of one right now but but um you know it's it's the, there's never ever a good time to put down the paintbrush there's always another stroke you know mm. and you're going to start working backwards at some point and the artist is going to be the last person to know when they're working backwards cuz they've been right. looking at it too long right so you know it's that's the whole dance that's the frustration that's where it all you know it that's that's the whole beauty of it all and it's um it's just as an artist learning to to call yourself out or learn learn some tricks or trust yourself or friends or whatever and uh and and do it you know that's why it was nice to just ask people on my web show to be like you guys just tell me and that way i was forced to kind of do it you know mm-hmm.
0: so what what you know aside from the obvious thing like- what made this process of making this album say different uh than like let there be love that you did last year or i guess now it's 2 years ago
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
0: yeah so what what kind of made that really different
1: uh th- that one i just I, I it was just it was just i was having so much fun with it i was working with matthew angus um from the Fast Romantics, uh, I, him and Curdy, have a really great studio in, in their house that I, I go and rent out. And that, uh, well, before pandemic, before the, the pandemic happened, um, I used to go in um, in the daytimes when they were out and record. And and they got all these great synths and stuff. And uh, I got, um, yeah, I, I just I was really had fun with that tune, and it came out quick. And mm-hmm. and um, I sort of wrote the song as a slow jam as well um sort of before that and i wanted it to hold up on its own as a slow jam and and um yeah and i was able to sort of finish it and it was because it was nice because matthew was working with me on getting it finished and he helped kick my ass to kind of finish it off and um and i i thought the acoustic version held up really well too and i was like well just i haven't put out anything in a while let's just put it out and um and um yeah it was kind of just nice to just put out one song you know just on a 45 and i wanted something for something new for the tour we were about to go on tour across canada so i kind of wanted something else kind of new and and um and yeah it was in this day and age you kind of can do it you can just fire it up on spotify and there it is and it did it incredibly well i you know it was getting great radio play and i you know it was just mm. again it was one thing i just kind of put out for the fun of it but it, it really kind of it helped it helped kick things up a bit and and it's a you know a genre i've never really you know done before i didn't you know not i've done it i have a zillion demos that sound like that in different songs but i never really released anything in mm. that sort of uh realm so it was just fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it must have been different, though, in that, you, like you were saying, you you kind of had someone to motivate you uh, to put out that song, and now with Dog City, you put out thirteen, kind of just all on your own, doing it all on your own at home. So yeah, that must have felt like a very, I guess, strange or different process.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I I, I have trouble, you know, I have, I I, I don't have, I, I like collaborating a lot, but it's it's mm-hmm. really hard getting. To collaborate with people who are the right people you know um um I, I when you i think a lot of musicians are similar, especially the studio geek kind of ones but i um i started out with um using like two um two uh boom boxes to you know multi track and then I got a four track you know junior high and then a uh eight track and you know and then I've learned that way and uh usually on my own and put, put my own bass on my own drums on and and my own keyboard's on and, and just because it's fastest and like my ADD is just like doesn't want to just wait for like my buddy to come over and put something nice. on it <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. I can't wait to hear the drums on this and even if they're like my shitty drums um, I just want it, I need to hear it it's, it's, it's that rush and, and that sort of like mm. that whole sort of reward the dopamine thing um, that really kind of makes it like a really fun process for me Um, and so but I've just grown to do that too now I work in like these big beautiful studios with all this gear and i still do the same thing i write the song and and um and just put everything on myself and uh, so with 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 dog city it really wasn't too much different than that it was kind of fun however um the drums and bass most of it on that record were my my old uh, uh buddy tim jim baker who was in el torpedo Mm-hmm. Um, he put most of the drums on and a lot of the cool percussion stuff and put really put his tinge on it. So it was, I, I could have, I, it was so weird because I, I was in lockdown and it made me kind of want to work with my buds more because it was sort of like right. everybody was home and stuck. So it was kind of special that I didn't feel so alone because Tim was helping me through it and same with Serge on bass. And, and um, it was fun to kind of, uh, to bring those guys in and Pete and Leia from July talk and a lot of great other guests
0: yeah so I, I saw that that uh, pete and Leia were working on the video for talking to the sky okay. yes yeah. yeah a little bit about the making of that video because it looked like a lot of fun one just to be working with your own dog too is, is uh, <laughs> yeah totally tell me the frustrations uh, of trying to get, work with a dog <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um well it all started out um well Leia sang on the tune and uh I, pete and leah always every time they saw me they're like you're working on dog city yet because i told them about it like right. years ago and and uh we just always kind of saw, always an ongoing joke and i actually kind of started working on it and uh so it was felt natural to have them on the song and yeah and, uh, they both killed it so much. And, um, and, um, so yeah, they approached me that they would like to do a video for it because they were really feeling the song and they thought it matched the time well. And, and, um, and that made me really happy because I know how savvy they are with all that with visuals and everything. And, and, um, and so, yeah, uh, we kind of, we got together via, you know, phone chats and things and, and, uh, kind of conceived of, of the video idea. and. Um, we you know, we just tried to make it what the song sounded like. In most videos you kinda of want to stray from that. You know, I, I find it's you don't want to be too literal, but I feel with this song we wanted it to kind of really flow with the song, even to the point where those those super slow opening shots and things we really wanted to kind of settle in and and um and yeah, Ruby, you know, we just went up to this beach in Was uh, Wasaga Beach and um, uh, Lea did some growing up out there, so she knew the area well, and and um, yeah, I just spent a couple days. You know, it was just uh, just good, good buds that you know they know what they're doing with the cameras and everything, and and um, and we just made it happen. And Ruby just she just rose the equation, the yeah. occasion. You know, there's these dried fish things that she just loves, and they're gnarly. So uh, we don't usually give them to her because she's just she just has these gnarly fish burps and stuff, but. <laughs> But you can make her do anything with them. Like you can teach her to speak English with these things. <laughs> and uh, so I brought those out. And so she was, yeah, she was putting her hands. Um, when, when I, I was, um, most of my, the work I did was just, I was behind the camera with this bag of dried fish. That was my right. whole thing, you know, but um, yeah, she did a really great job and it was, yeah, it was just a lot of fun.
0: You probably had to uh, put her on a diet afterwards. So many.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know how hard it is to get you know adults and children to do takes, but getting a dog to do multiple takes. I <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it turned out yeah. great. It turned out great. I love the video. Um, yeah, especially like as as a dog owner too. It's just it's great. Get yeah, my dog. He, has a, sorry, go ahead
1: no 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 i was just gonna say that it was it was you know it's a he- pretty you know heavy song for heavy heavy time but we wanted yeah. to make sure it was still kind of you know it's hard not to smile at ruby and, and sure. we put in the sack the saxophone shot just to make sure yeah. there was a good laugh at the end and yeah and i actually i actually played the the saxophone part on the song uh i found my old um because i did the album in my garage i found my old uh dusty saxophone and i i blew off yeah. the dust and put the sax part on and and um and uh yeah so but that's the whole sax on the beach well, thing we thought it was pretty like you know for the outro <laughs> yeah we we're like if nobody's laughing by now they really we really got to kind of knock it out of the park here yeah with yeah. How, yeah with how stupid i am yeah
0: <laughs> but it's so true too my my dog is full of energy has so like i need to take her for two really solid park runs a day uh or else she's like bouncing off the walls so on a day where you're right really, like it is pouring rain and you can't go out it's just like oh no she's She's, she's not gonna leave me alone all day now <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah no they do they do get visually depressed it's really it's yeah. it's for quite sure. adorable but it's also you know you obviously feel bad about it too you
0: know yeah yeah or i'm on the phone like one phone with a customer in my other hand like pulling a you know like a rope <laughs> <talking> yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 totally after after about two two and a half you'll you'll be able to just do one solid That's you know one solid ahead run ahead there. Right choose now. the plateau
0: yeah, right now it's like at least two. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. After they turn two, like almost on the day, you'll you'll notice a change. It's I really quite heard that. Yeah, heard
0: that. yeah. I'm a little disappointed now. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear about this before the album cover was created. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What was, what was the I... process for getting the for screening people's dogs?
1: I didn't really, you know, I didn't really see. I, I think I ended up sort of bumming more people out than I made people happy with that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just didn't know so many people were going to send in their dog photos, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had the idea to, for the cover just to be a big, that looks like, you know, I wanted it to look like a big like zoom meeting for dogs, like the ultimate zoom right. meeting for dogs. But, um, so I, I asked everybody to send in photos of, of their dogs, like the best photo of their sort of pro like a sort of a mugshot of their dogs. Mm-hmm. And, um, or a, a pug shot or whatever <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh and um um I, we got like 800 photos sent into the label and yeah. uh god love glenn at the record label uh, for he went through all of them and we could for it to for it to be able to say you actually be able to see these dogs we could only cut it down to i think there's only there's 400 and something dogs in the cover now um,
0: still pretty generous.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was, you know, I was bummed a lot of people were, you know, let down. Their dog wasn't on the, the cover, but it was what it was. You know, I think we picked the first sort of ones that were legible or no. uh in focus and and we we're like, okay, we gotta cut mm-hmm. it off. But it was really endearing that a lot of people sent their dogs in and and uh and I I just I find the cover just really, really funny because You know, any all those dog photos are just really. It's there's some really funny ones in there, and the fact that they're all on the cover. If you told me like ten years ago that I'd have a cover that looked like that, I would tell you you're crazy. But (laughs) COVID does weird things.
0: You you told us two years ago we'd be living this way. (laughs) Think we're nuts?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Crazy. Every time you think about it seriously, yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, it certainly is.
0: Yeah, uh, one, thing I, one thing I really uh, like and appreciate about you and your music, and this album is kind of a per- perfect example, and you kind of mentioned already with the saxophone and stuff, is that you, you have this ability to write with quality, but also kind of not take yourself too, too seriously. Um, and I mean, you do, like you said, you, you do have like a kind of emotional <coughs> ability, but you can write these songs too that are kind of just, you know, good old rock and roll songs yeah is that yeah is that, sorry my uh, my question there kind of is is that kind of a quality you've always kind of been conscious of or just kind of gave came with being who you are
1: i uh, yeah i i think that's i think the latter i think um i i think i just whatever comes out of the time and and mm-hmm. sometimes like uh i just sort of just follow the song or whatever and and uh and I think it's, it ends up being just sort of, um, uh, you know, whatever all my songs up to date are kind of just a, a honest collection of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. because I sort of let them guide the way yeah. sometimes like I'll be, I'll be sort of really missing my buds or whatever. And, uh, I'll, you know, write something or just something that feels like that or whatever. Um, maybe something lighter or just with, you know, some humor. And, um, I think it's sort of one way or the other for me of like songs that I like, if something like uh, makes me either want to cry or, or laugh, you know, I think everything in between is, you know, it doesn't maybe interest me or whatever. So, like, I like, so I like Warren's Yvonne, he'll write a song with something for, like kind of that I laugh at and I'll cry at the same song. It's sort of just it's what humans are actually like, you know, mm. it's like how people sometimes when they're crying and their friend makes them laugh for like that moment is incredibly special for humans it's just this really kind of crazy feeling and um and i think songs are you know a lot of songs for me kind of in, in sort of encase that and uh and i think that's yeah i just i try not to think about it too much and uh and let it all come out and and some are yeah some are going to be really dorky and you know sometimes i sing about like fried eggs and ham and other times i'll be singing <laughs> about like uh you know lost friends or whatever. It's you know, it's um it's whatever, it's it's life. I just try to like encompass it all, I suppose.
0: Well, I mean, one of one of my my favorite of your songs is actually is Building a Boat. Um right. Which is kind of a you know an example of that. I think especially right now in like a very politically fueled era, sometimes, you know, it gets mixed up that music always has to have a, you know, a motive or something and uh you know we forget that you know rock and roll is kind of just designed on having a good time yeah so i mean if you you look back at like you know the 80s there's so many great rock and roll songs and you know like more than half of them are like about getting laid or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs)
1: Totally. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, there's, there's some, you know, some of the greatest songs are are ones that sound really happy and have really dark lyrics, Mm. you know, like the Smiths or whatever, like, you know, and if a double decker bus (laughs) kills the both of us, it's like the happiest song ever, but it's about, you know, getting hit by a double decker bus, (laughs) you know, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's sort of, um, you know, with building a boat, I you know that I started that on the piano as a really sad song in a minor key with the same lyrics, and and um it's a terribly sad song, you know. And I was at a br- bad place when I wrote it, but you know, I needed. I was in the studio with the torpedo, and like, you got any songs? And I'm like, yeah, I got I have this one, and you know, I just turned into building a boat, sort of like, you know, sort of cock rock version or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, like
0: I, I just get this like kind of like good time feel from it, to be honest with you so kind of a shocker you brought that
1: up yeah yeah it's it's weird it's you know you can really do a lot with songs with a yeah. with a key change and a tempo change yeah That's yeah and the and, and the intention
0: the tempo is very kind of uh you know like party-esque almost and there's like a wicked guitar solo at the end <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no totally and that was the torpedoes vibe you know and and yeah. uh and 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 uh, the thing is i love it just as much as the slow version of it you know, it just it takes it. It decides. You know, I don't decide. I just kind of like, kind of just float around these songs and kind of like, let them do their thing. You know, I don't. If you if you start kind of like, putting the reins on them too much, they're just gonna sort of get weak and want to die or whatever. So I, you know, I I, I think with um, with songs, it's a it's a really good lesson to learn is to really let them. Let them decide and 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 uh, go the way they want to go. Because if you inhibit that, then this there's always some kind of loss, you know, somewhere.
0: Hmm. Mm. Um. From the Burnside, uh, from sorry, from Burnside with Love is a concert that you're going to be streaming, uh, in February. Um, and it, but it's it, so that was a concert that was recorded in 2018 in your home city, I think it was
1: yes yeah in uh, Dartmouth Nova Scotia yeah yeah Burnside's right.
0: the industrial park in the town I grew up in yeah yeah Excellent. so of all of all gigs what made that one so special that you wanted to to put it out now um well it was we we uh we got a really great
1: band together um and um I just felt like it was time to to, to do like um instead of putting out like a, a like a best of or whatever Mm -hmm. um i wanted to do something with that sort of did a a a few songs from all of my whatever eight records or something i think seven records um and uh and do it in chronological order and um and just get a little audience and you know kind of do it all acoustically and uh really kind of songy or whatever uh and just kind of go through the albums and um play some deep cuts and and um so uh, but we wanted to do it right so we got uh got a bunch of cameras and and the the trailer park boys let us use their big soundstage in burnside and um and yeah, we just, we did it right. We we got upset designers in and we got all the, you know, all the gear and, and, uh, we wanted to do a really great, it was my manager's idea, um, to do it. And, um, I loved it. And, uh, he doesn't do anything half fast. So we, um, yeah, we, and we did it. We did, uh, two days in a row and, um, yeah, we it just turned out really great. And, um, and, uh, I just, it's just a good sort of like sort of half halfway point, um, Life record is sort of okay, this is what I've done so far, and it's kind of uh, for me, it helps sort of like cauterize that and help like move on. And and uh, Ruby's scratching at the door here. Hold on, really. Um, I'm thinking,
0: uh, now oh, yeah, nice no lucky. At my feet, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of it. We just wanted to do like a sort of a, a collection of songs that I've from from whatever 2002 to now, kind of thing.
0: Cool, man. Um, yeah the other thing you you've mentioned kind of a couple I think I think what you're referring to when you're talking about your uh YouTube channel was is the mantle music yes
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: I checked out a couple uh a couple of those while uh you know while I was doing uh, a bit of reading and um they're really cool and so what was this something you started in in quarantine as well
1: yeah yeah my um my uh my my life brother Adam uh, Baldwin he started doing one um uh, called the uh, chin up cross Canada okay. chin up and um it really got me through I would I would r- run every day and then every on every friday he'd do his thing I listened to it I would running and I was it would just really make me feel better like a lot better and um this is right during the be- initial lockdown and yeah and uh I it made me really want to start playing again and uh, playing live and missing playing live so I started um. I started doing one uh, every week as well. And uh, yeah, and it was just great. I thought it'd be really weird not having like just playing live into the void or whatever, but right. um, with the chat going on and seeing everybody's comments and things and, and we raised like a, a shit ton of money for mental health and the SPCA and, wow. and, um, yeah, it was just great to look forward to seeing like my musical family every week. And it was like a little party and, um, gave me something to look forward to. So yeah, the mantle, the mental music was, it was, was a really special thing.
0: But was it strange playing into the void? I mean, Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it still is. But, um, you have to, it's sort of, you have to relearn to, in, instead of like, you know you, you have to you have to really know there's people out there watching it's mm-hmm. it's like um um it's 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 actually a weird thing because playing an arena i haven't played too many arenas but it's a weird kind of a weird uh, comparison but it's very similar Is like when you play an arena um the lights are so bright on those stages that you can't see the audience at all, but you know they're out there. You know there's like seventeen thousand people out there at the Saddle Dome or whatever, and you're in on this catwalk thing. You look out, you can't see anybody, but you know they're there. So it's a really strange feeling. It's like a true void. Um, <sighs> so I, you know you have to kind of get some chops up to just like point into the black and and sing at people you know are there. You know, and like have going faith
0: back in to it. your teenage days when you just did it in your bedroom anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretending they were there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I, you I, know, I. I Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, I was just gonna say I found it when when they started kind of doing those things, especially with like very performance heavy bands and stuff. I was like, is it weird for them to just be performing to like maybe the two person crew that's there
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you really have it's all in in, you know you have to trust the technology you know and Mm -hmm. you know and and that's what's good with having a screen there like this once you start playing you see all the hearts going and the whole thing's going and there's this movement going and and then you kind of get used to that and you know just you know like i said i've sort of taken what i learned from playing bigger places and it's kind of the same feeling you have to just sort of you know like emote and project into the nothingness and and have faith in it and um and uh and then it was nice because after you know you go through the instagram and you see everybody's in their cozy living rooms with the show on their tvs all these posts after and yeah after the first show i saw all that there was like hundreds of posts of people all over the place with uh my stupid mug on their big tvs yeah. their flat screens and, and I was like wow i actually you know made it I mean, all these you know hundred thousands of miles you know just in a few hours to people's living rooms in a shitty time and, and that's you know that's I I, that's why I make music sure. is yeah it makes people it's a form of medicine so if I was helping people it was really you know it, it made me really happy about what I was doing I think it's a
0: great idea it will do you think uh do you have another one coming up planned or
1: no because we're uh, we're going to kind of put it all into this burnt the Burnside side with love thing right now right. you know that we, right. it's such a it's such a special show and I mm-hmm. just kind of want to save up for that Um, But I think I think uh, the mantle things I'll be probably doing for the rest of my life. Anytime I'm, I see a mantle, if I'm in some cottage or something, (laughs) I'll I'll probably do them a little more impromptu. The mantle,
0: I gotta use it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be a thing once you know travel is okay again. You'll have to go from like the world's top 100 most recognizable mantles. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I'm yeah sure or then like nice. i'll find find the cool like the, the most amazing mantle in the world I'm sure
0: there's know. a list somewhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a coffee table book definitely yeah that's it yeah
0: yeah awesome,
1: man.
0: awesome um well this uh i think this interview should come out around just before the Burnside. so i'll make sure we promote it and uh, get the word out there awesome uh, man just before uh, I let you go, I had written down here just in case we had some some time. Uh, one of one of actually one of my favorite songs by Canadian artists is Sam Roberts' "Uprising Down Under," and yeah. only recently that I I found out that you worked on that song. Same.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I I was just sort of there when he was working on it. You know, I was down in Australia and I was hanging out with him mm. uh, and the lads. Um, and kind of before the band showed up sam and i were just kind of there surfing and uh and uh yeah he's he said he had this new one and uh yeah i kind of was just hanging out with him while he was banging it out it was it was nice to watch um uh, somebody kind of kind of kick out such a beautiful song and uh and yeah yeah it was nice. i got to play and sing on it which was nice because i remember we were, we were we were rehearsing and i think we may have recorded outside even um all these moths and weird australian bugs flying around in the lights yeah. and it was really you know you know barefoot and sunburnt kind of thing And it was a really uh i, I knew it was, a, it was a special thing i was playing on you know it was it was really great yeah, yeah
0: that was maybe maybe my favorite track from chemical city
1: yeah it's a it's a beautiful song it yeah
0: it's a beautiful song it is a beautiful song so well that's yeah they mean um thank you uh thank you that's that's all i got so thank you for uh taking some time out of your day to do this oh
1: no problem man thank you uh, thanks for the interview man it's nice nice to uh nice to talk
0: thanks yeah absolutely it sure is. and
1: uh ruby says thank you too
0: me